0: Splash, 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 splash of sass, splash of sass. Hey, with Amy Quinley, splash of sass, starting now with Amy Quinley, go. Ooh. What up, fools? Welcome to the Splash of Sass podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. And first, we have to play this game so quick. Okay, creepy versus non-creepy. It's the only game that we play on Splash Ass, and there's a pressing issue that has occurred over the weekend. We already know that the answer's always creepy. It's always creepy, but I guess it's really how creepy. How creepy is this? Okay, so I had a new neighbor move in. I'm trying to stay open-minded, stay positive, you know, bring the optimism that... Heather McDonald tried to bring to JLL last week. And he was, that was just my favorite. She's like, no, like everything in life works out. It'll all be fine. Jeff, it'll not be fine. <laughs> I love it. So it was very, um, I pictured like Heather dressed in a white, big dress, the angel. And then Jeff as his podcast picture with the devil horns. And it <laughs> it's very apa pro apa pro apa po poo. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, so <laughs> Was that oh, creepy? Okay, whatever. A neighbor moved in. They have just them. It's just them. No pets, no marriage, no kids, No no ties to them. But one asset that they do have is sitting in the condo parking lot right now and it is a minivan. It's a minivan, you guys. Okay, I the walls are thin here, so I got to be real careful. But um yeah, no, I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> don't kill me, sir. But no, he has a minivan. And again, lest I repeat, no children, no family, no not like there no dog hopping in the back. What's in the back? I don't dead bodies? Like what the fuck is mine about? No, no, no. Knock on wood. <gasps> but if that's the first person I would like to be checked out. Actually, I don't even want to put that. I'm manifesting my own. No, I don't like that. Okay. But I also don't like that. He's driving a minivan. Why? Why? He's like 40 something. He's mid for mid forties. I don't trust. I, to me, it's creepy to me. It's creepy, but sure. If, if a minivan was your dream car or that's what you could afford, I get it. I get it. But I don't get it. I don't. So I'm, I'm just, i maybe it's Megan Weavers. Maybe Megan's his cousin and she gave him a deal and he went all the way to Cali and all the way back. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay. Now also really quick. I do. Uh, there's another game. Wait. Okay. I came up with this (laughs) this morning. (laughs) It's called Savage or Average. Savage or Average. And I don't know why this isn't already a WWHL game or a JLL game. But yeah, again, hi, I'm here for hire. I know it's intimidating when somebody's very creative, (laughs) but I'm a joy to work with. (laughs) Okay, cold brew. Cold brew coffee. I always get the cold brew concentrate and then I make my own kind of latte things at home. And this morning, wake up Monday morning with no creamer. Classic, classic. Used it all on the cream pie on a Sunday. No, I'm kidding. Ew, that's disgusting. Hopefully you don't even know what that means. So I wasn't going to go to the grocery store yet. I didn't feel like going to my local coffee shop, whatever. I just wanted a quick home fix. I had the cold brew. I just needed something to make it a little sweeter. It's just a little tangy. And so as you just like you want your cold brew to taste, tangy. What a weird description. So guys, because my mind is forever a perpetual like creative stoner, I, just, <laughs> I had vanilla um, almond milk ice cream from this weekend and I fucking did a little scoop of vanilla ice cream into my cold brew and I created a cold brew float okay a cold brew float and I was like am I a fucking genius am I and like is this am I like do I have a savage ass brain like uh, or is am I just an average bitch do other people do this because I've never in my life heard of anybody else making a cold brew float and can I tell you it was the most delicious fucking thing I've ever had and if you're like well Amy are you sure you're not just trying to find an excuse to eat ice cream for breakfast well, what if I am what if I am what's it? T- what's it to you peanut (laughs) oh i should have added peanut butter yum (gasps) wait in my coffee i don't know maybe why not why says who why not so that's tomorrow no i got some real um coffee stuff later at the store but yeah so i'm just saying especially because we talked about today on the episode of jll more people are choosing sobriety Not us, but I'm happy for them. And I'm just saying, like, at all these breweries and restaurants and everything, they need to start coming up with some more creative, fun, sober drinks. So why the fuck, who the fuck wouldn't want to go out and get a cold brew float? Like, a nice cold brew from the taps. So it's like that legit nitro... And then like some fresh vanilla scooped, non-dairy dairy, dairy, whatever the fuck you want. And it's going to be delicious no matter what. Maybe with a scoop of peanut butter, we're still in the experimental phase, okay? I'm just saying to me, it felt like a genius fucking genius solution. But (sighs) that's all I know for today. Let's move on to everything we learned on JLL. On the Monday, August 28th episode, we had Mercedes Javit, We had John Hill. And we had changed. Oh my god. All right, for those who know me, they're they like get that I just go crazy sometimes. But if this is your first time or if somebody else is overhearing this, are they like, what fucking fool do you listen to every day? I love you guys so much. All right, so Jeff lets us know that his nanny went to Sutton's store, Sutton Strack, who was on Friday's episode, and Jeff was like, yeah, but my nanny couldn't find any parking anywhere, so she got frustrated and left. Um, yeah, Jeff, Sutton has warned us about that, not once, not twice, but thrice. Right. She warned us on R H O B H that parking was an issue. On the actual store opening, she was like talking confronting the mayor about it at her opening. And then she mentioned it before on JL, and she most definitely mentioned it again on Friday. Like, yes, come to my store, please. But again, this is just my hobby. I don't give that much of a shit, and there's no parking. So if you don't come, that's fine. We'll still be here. Like, <laughs> we don't really need your money. Um, yeah, so I just loved how Jeff was surprised, and it's like literally said to to expect that so yeah that's i i yeah that makes sense that checks out uh wait what? Was, there was something else so fucking basic that jeff forgot that it like drives me crazy because i'm like sir you expect everyone to listen to your life but you're not an active listener anywhere else like is jameson Jay, of course um jeff keeps forgetting that jameson produces dr Donna's show like jeff how do you forget that you're, you've dwindled down to one show on your channel. No, I'm kidding. You sub two. You still have two. Um, but they probably are both produced by Jameson. Like, what do you, what I'm, Jameson has told us so, on JLL so many times. Like, if I know that, then you should know that, Jeff. Especially, this is your channel. This is your show. Ugh. It just feels like irresponsible to not know on your own channel, on your own. Dr. Donna's, that's your show. That's your baby. That's your, Dr. Donna's, your little baby bird show. And, you don't even know who's running it. You don't even know who, who's my, where's my mother. Are you my mother? Remember that Dr. Seuss book? I always remember that. Are you my mother? <laughs> At least if I hear a kid say that, the answer is always no for me. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> no, I'm not your fucking mother. Unless you're one of my baby kittens. And then, oh my God, I love them. My cat's literally meow mom. I just any, they're like, and I'm like, <laughs> Uh, maybe we have gone crazy here. Eh, who knows? So Jeff was worried that his watch would get stolen. Um, at like the, he went out somewhere and he was like, oh, it's a shoddy ta- part of neighborhood. Like, should I hide this? Um and then he was like, "Wait, if I get robbed though, it makes such great content." I agree. I agree. So let's keep manifesting that. And then just kidding. And then um John Hill mentioned that he has a nice watch locked up and he's he hasn't seen it in 25 years because it's too too special to ever wear don't you love getting nice things and never using them because (laughs) they're too nice and you know that you're too much of a fucking wildebeest to be trusted but also like wildebeests want nice things too we just know we're gonna break them or lose them or something something will happen and so it's better to just look at it from afar and guess I don't know I feel like John Hill's grandma's house like he had the type of grandparents that their house was covered in plastic. Honestly, it sounds like his own parents, his own house he grew up in was just covered in plastic. And I swear for all those people back in the seventies, sixties, eighties, do you like how I did that decade in sequential order? (laughs) I'm like the nineties, the thirties, the 76ers. Um, no, but I swear that all of those People back in the day covered in covering their house in plastic, that was the root of microplastics in our body. When they test our blood now and they're like, oh my god, we're 98% microplastics, that must be from all this plastic water bottles we're drinking out of. No, 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 no. I mean, sure, that doesn't help, but it's also because when you guys were growing up going to visit Grant Aunt Marge, you were literally rolling on plastic you were taking it for the light switch like you were just getting it all into your little fingers all then and then it gets into your body and then for our generation you put it right into your little sperm and eggs and then fertilize this all in plastic At least that's how it goes in my head. All right, so moving on on JLL, there are some new employees over at Jeff Lewis Design. Gus, 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 Gus. He took over for Nancy. So right now the office is a bit twink heavy right now. Uh, It's also a bit wink heavy. It's also a bit wink heavy because Gus is trying to put the moves on Shane. Allegedly. Uh, That's Jeff's theory because Gus texted Shane. So now he's obsessed with him. <laughs> Poor Gus. Gus, Gus. So John Hill asks Jeff, like, oh, do you encourage inter-employee dating? And Jeff was like, um, I mean, not so much. But, you know, I, I try to be chill. I'm a cool mom. I'm, I'm the cool boss. <laughs> and we all laugh. <laughs> no, but I just, okay, do we not fucking remember the Krista and Kian disaster of 2022? When one of his employees wanted to go out with one of his friends, that was a, that's been content that we've talked about for months now that that led on to so many storylines for us. Like that was the biggest deal ever. And they never even went out. Krista and Kian only if they did anything, it was under the covers. It was under the, what does Jeff always say? Um, Under the waist. Ew, I don't, below brow? Below brow? Um, yeah, so they didn't even hook up. Like, never mind two actual employees. If two of his employees entered into a loving, healthy relationship and it was shoved in Jeff's face every single day oh he'd combusted the seams oh my god do not bring your fucking healthy relationships around okay it's toxic or nothing to- misery loves company toxicity loves company so go give jeff some company all right so jeff has been snoring more often and shane's like well yeah when you're heavier and gain weight you snore more of course you're snoring more Shade of shame, shade of shame. Um, MJ was like, "Well, and yeah, your throat gets fat, and your tongue gains weight first, so your mouth is just full of blubber right now." (laughs) Like, oh my god. Okay, so on Friday we were talking about totally rational but unlikely fears, as in when Paige Davis was saying, um, her mom would always say, "The pool drain, don't go near the pool drain," because a girl got her ponytail stuck and sucked down in. Okay, we all agree with that urban myth, right? Did anybody else hear the urban myth and, like, think that swallowing your tongue while you were sleeping or accidentally swallowing your tongue was going to be more of a problem than it's turned out to be in our lives? Like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I distinctly remember as a youth, as a youth, um, always being worried that I was going to swallow my tongue when I was sleeping. And if Jeff's is all of a sudden gaining weight and weighing him down it, you never know. So I'm just a little more worried than I'd like to be, but okay. My question is when Jeff is snoring next to Stu, what is Stu's technique to deal with it? Cause we've all been, well, I can't say we've all been extra snorer. Some people hi- marry their high school sweethearts, but for those who have uh, dabbled around and met a few fish in that sea, um yeah, a bunch of them snore and it's so annoying. Like that's actually a requirement for my next boyfriend. Like you're you can't snore and if you do then here's what I do. I either pinch their nose. That's a good method to like make them all of a sudden open their mouth. That's always fun. Um you can also do the gentle shake if you want to be like really nice and, "Hey babe, can you please stop snoring?" <laughs> or you can do my favorite when you punch him in the face. <laughs> shut the fuck up bitch no i'm ki- oh my god that's so aggressive i'm kidding i'm kidding but don't think i don't want to <laughs> but i would never um but i just want to know what Stu does like does he just deal with it are they just snoring next to each other are they a symphony of snores a snore symphony? <sighs> I don't know, but Jeff wants to lose some throat weight, some weight in his throat before he goes on a family vacation to Newport this weekend. And MJ wanted the full rundown of the guest list. Who is being invited to Newport? So of course, Jeff rattles off the names, including his parents. And MJ was like, Oh my God, I want to meet your parents. So, so bad. I mean, whenever like the time is right, you know, it doesn't have to be like this weekend. And Jeff's like, no, yeah, I know. I know. And it's like, Jeff, she's waiting for her invite. You do understand that, right? Because the last time that Jeff went to Newport is the time that MJ found out that they all went to Newport and was like, why the fuck didn't you guys invite me? And then all of us JLL listeners, were like, she did it the whole episode and we were all like, MJ, that was a bit much. And then this time she really, she didn't even say like, if I went this weekend, I could meet your parent. Like she didn't do any of that. So positive reinforcement, MJ, that was amazing. Good job reeling it in. We all have feelings. You reeled in the feel. We love you, girl. All right. So, but also, Jeff, maybe you should just invite invite MJ, even if she can't go. You know, just to extend it. And if she can, you'll have a great fucking time. Are you champs? Look at he's a fucking champ. He's the cutest. Okay. So, Stew on Friday night. They went to Gigi's after Chumps cocktail hour. Does anybody else um have kids or nieces, nephew, whatever? And like the grandma or the great great that's the name is Gigi. Gigi's, that's what ours is. So when I hear they went to Gigi's, I'm like, oh, you went to the old Dinah around with all the elderly? Like, it just, yeah. But I guess it's a hop in place because guess who, but fucking scam likely, Thomas, Steve's ex, was sitting at the bar. So of course, Jeff paid the hostess hundreds of dollars to go get sat right in front of the dumpster in the back, and then he also paid her to escort him to the bathroom, walk him to the bathroom, and kind of block him out so that, Thomas didn't see him and Jeff was like oh my god and then the waitress waited for me and walked me back to my table like is she not the sweetest and I'm like Jeff you've mentioned at least seven different times since you started this story about different points when you tipped her you're like so we walked in and I gave her 40 bucks and then we said hello and I gave her 80 bucks and then I asked her to walk me to the bathroom and I gave her a thousand and then it was so nice she stayed and walked me back and I gave her a five grand just for saying, like of course she fucking stayed You paid her. Like, you tipped her. If you give me five bucks, I'll do whatever. I'll fucking go cause a scene on the other side of the bar. So Thomas is distracted over that. You know, like, we can make this work. The money talks. We've been over this. Money talks and money walks, apparently. Money walks you to the bathroom. So that is a thing. Now, very importantly, oh my God, you guys, I cannot believe they talked about this. So on JLL, they bring up the song Apples by Sheena Shea. I shit you not, I shite you night, I was (laughs) going to bring up this song today. I... It's the jam of the send. I love it so much. It is going to be the Bravo con jam. So if you're going to that, get ready to listen. Um. So MJ specifically calls out the guy who's also singing on the song with Sheena, and okay, he has like a, just a few lines, and it's so classic. I don't know if you know anything about astrology, but I'm a Virgo, so it sounds like I'm being critical about things, but it's like I'm only doing that because I love it, and like I I just want to tweak things. That's my dream job a tweaker I want to be a tweaker okay <laughs> can that be a thing and like you give me what you're about to put out as a final product and then I just tweak it or give recommendations because okay and Sheena Shea's song so there's one le- first of all it's amazing let me just say I fucking love it but the guy that MJ called out. So his lyric is, I ain't going to write another song about you. That's karma. And I'm so much better without you. No drama. Okay. So I ain't going to write another song about you. That's karma. Is that karma? Because if she not, like, if you're like, yeah, I don't even care about you. So I'm going to write this hit song and then never talk about you again. I get that that's the intent of the lyric, but that's not true. Like you're going to talk about her plenty of more times again. And if you wrote a hit song about Raquel, why wouldn't you want to write another song about her? Keep writing the hits and keep getting the paychecks. Like, what do you mean? So instead, all I can think when I hear that line is how fucking perfect, first of all, one thing could be, I might write another song about you. That's karma. Cause like That would be your karma for me to just keep fucking writing bop after bop about you. And, but what I actually fucking love is if she had, they had done I'm going to write a hit song about you. That's karma. That's karma. I'm going to write a hit song about you. The fact that it has the word hit in it, when Sheena and Raquel's whole thing was that Rachel said that Sheena punt hit her. She hit her. So now for your lyric to say, I'm going to write a hit song about you. That's karma. Like that is the car. Like you allege that I hit you. And there was a whole lawsuit that got dropped and I didn't hit you. But now I'm going to write a hit song about you. That's karma. That's but not never writing a song about you. That's not karma for anyone. No, it's I'm going to write a hit song about you. That's karma. So again, if Sheena Shea and the 27s had just hit me up before they released this song, <laughs> I could have done a little tweak. And again, it's perfection either way. I actually just really want to listen to the Everything Iconic podcast with Danny Pellegrino because he's obsessed with Shishi, And I just want to hear his reaction to her Good as gold song, her new song that's good as fucking gold. Now, talking about another hit artist, John Hill. John Hill has a one man show singing. He's a singer, he has a one man concert, I guess. I didn't even know he was a musician. Like, is Andy Cohen only friends with singers named John? Is that a prerequisite? I don't know. Maybe that's why him and Jeff have so much tension. You're so close, Jeff. You just are not John. Now, MJ lets everybody know that she wants to take the chumps to a Drake concert. I don't she was like so obsessed with going to a Drake concert. I was like, why do you want to like I don't I can't see Jeff Lewis standing there like, yeah, I know when the hotline bling. Eh, 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 that can only mean one thing. Yeah, 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 That's how Drake sounds to me. I just love him as Jimmy in um Degrassi the Next Generation. So, okay, wait, oh, sorry. MJ, she wanted to go to Drake's restaurant. Drake's Re- all right, not the concert. And John was like, yay, I never get invited to chump events. And MJ, she start like, you could literally hear her start to say, me neither. And she stops herself and she's like, <clears throat> I mean, don't worry, it happens to a lot of us. <laughs> again, refraining from bringing up her wounded inner child that feels left out from chump events. And again, I'm just saying, MJ- we gotta acknowledge the healthy perspective that you have adopted. Love it, love it, love you. Okay, finally, Maria, new housekeeper Maria. She is in training, but when she works with Aurora, she has to scale back a bit because, um, yeah, basically Maria, Jeff's housekeeper, she's walking around with a target on her back. It's day fucking three, and she already has a target on her back. And no, it's not because Monroe doesn't like her. Good guess, good guess, but no. It's Aurora that might be the problem. As in Maria is already doing way too much work. She is way too much of an overachiever for (laughs) For Aurora's taste. Oh my God. Maria's coming into Chateau Louis and fucking up the vibes. Fucking up the vibes as a little hustler, showing this work ethic, like scale it back, girl. Like you can, no, there's plenty of time to work. It's just, we'll do that later. Once Jeff yells at us, uh, I can just, I'm just predicting because we know I like to make inaccurate predictions. <laughs> um, Aurora is no longer going to be on the housekeeping staff and she is now going to be moved to the JLL channel. She is going to have her own fucking show. Yes, produced by Jameson so that Jeff doesn't have to remember any other producers, which she doesn't in the first place. It's all fucking Jameson. Jameson runs your life, Jeff. Did you not realize that? Who runs the world? Ginger's bitch. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. So we'll be tuning in to advice with Aurora in no time. I don't, what name can we give her show? I'm just saying that Aurora is going to be transitioning from housekeeping to entertainment (laughs) on her new Wednesday, 9am radio show. I don't know. I'm trying to manifest for you, Aurora. I, uh, more of Aurora, more, uh, amore with Aurora all right, lots to workshop, but happy Monday, everybody. I hope you have the best fucking day ever. We'll be back tomorrow with another fucking recap. I love you guys so much. Bye. Splash, 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 say.